You're listening to the ultimate podcast for the ultimate flag football league with your host, Steve and Diane. Join them as they go from conference to conference, giving you the hot topics, fresh updates, and behind the scenes gossip. Buckle up because it's time for some tough talk. What a weekend in Tough League Los Angeles. The Tough Talk podcast is back. This is Stephen Dolan, joined always by my co-host, Miss Diane Tanwakio. What's going on, Diane? Everything's good. It was a wild week in Tough Nation. That it was. And one of the most wild things and wild outcomes that we saw this weekend was the Ducks headed to Mid-City over from Downey and took out probably the team that we thought might take it all this season in the Black Ops. And lucky for us, we have the man behind the Ducks, Mr. Joey De La Torre, on the phone. What's going on, Joey? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. So, Joey, we just wanted you to start off by talking about that big win you had against Black Ops. And uh, tell us what was working. First of all... I don't want to get too big-headed when it comes to beating that Black Ops team there. I know that's a really, really good team. They're very well-respected and well-known around the area. And I know that wasn't their whole squad. So I'm not going to go out there, you know, come on here and act like I accomplished, you know, climbing a mountain. They're a good team. They had enough guys to play, and we beat them. But I know if we see them again, which will most likely be in the Tough Cup, it's going to be a whole different type of game. But we'll be ready. Well, that's good news. I mean, obviously you got your uh, experience against this team, and like you said, not a full squad, but uh, again, it's still the squad nevertheless, and you guys did win. Uh, But you, sir, have been on a tear this season. Tell me a little bit about your team makeup this season and what's really working for you guys. I mean, you're on your way right now to 50 touchdowns and two interceptions. That is ridiculous. Tell me a little bit about that. What's, What's going on with your team this season? Man, you know what? It's nothing, nothing special. It's just we're just back. You know, the Ducks are back. This is a team I've been playing with for many years. Uh, I tell you, one of the big X factors is having Porky back, Stephen Torres. This guy, me and him have the best chemistry. You know, in probably all of Tough League, we just know how to read off of each other. <clears throat> and having him back, it, it just teams have to respect that dump off so much that it opens up everything else. So now Mod's open, my brother Steven's open, Trey's wide open almost every play so it makes things a lot easier and I'm just glad to have my guys back well and you know I'm not going to make you choose between them but you know I have to say that Trey Wolf and Steven Torres are probably two of the most dynamic athletes in tough league so I'm not going to ask you to uh to choose who's better um (laughs) but uh it's it seems like they're really doing work for you this season yep I think they, I, I honestly think right now at, at this point they're it's a dead dead even tie and I wouldn't be able to choose either one of them over another. Well, one of the biggest X factors for me for every duck season that I've seen is is Wences Rivas, but you pair him with his four sacks and Steven Torres's three sacks. Those two together are a monstrosity on defense. Uh, tell me just a little bit about those two and how they work together what's their chemistry like and and what really makes them able to do the things that they do you know what plain and simple i i've been saying ever since we joined tough league winces and porky are the best combo of rushers in all of tough league each one of them individually is really tough to stop but when you get them both together on the same team it's tough because you know maybe one team might have 
one good blocker, but not a lot of teams have really two good blockers. So no matter what, bread and butter is our pressure, and that's Porky and Wences all day. Awesome. And so we have, you know, we considered the games against Black Ops last week, you know, to be probably the biggest game of the regular season. But you have another big matchup this weekend, um, seeing the Chosen. So, you know, what are you what are you looking for in that game? What do you expect out of that one? Uh, well, first of all, my expectations is to win. That's for sure. Um, they're a very athletic team. They have really they have great receivers off across the board. They, I, I, don't, I don't think they have any weakness on their offense. But I think the, I think the what's going to break their back is going to be that they're going they ain't going to be able to handle, handle a Porky and Wentz's rush. That's been ever since we play. You know, whether Greg's on Venom or we're playing Phantoms, that group of guys from the Valley, the Porky and Wentz's double rush has always just overwhelmed them. So I think that's going to be the reason why we win. Porky and Wences. Porky and Wences. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Joey, uh, I have one question for you. Before I ask that, Diane, do you have anything else for Joey? No, go for it. Joey, I've been asking it all season. Who is the best quarterback in Tough League? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a good uh, The best quarterback in Tough League, I would probably have to go with Chuck. Not you? <laughs> uh, I can't pick myself. The I'm answer not. is always yourself. You know what? If I had legs like Mark, then I would pick myself. But until I get that fast or that agile, then I'm not going to pick myself. I think I'm pretty good, but I'm not the best. So you went with uh, Chuck Lozano of Dream Team. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck just very well respected. Ever since I, you know, first walked on the flag football field, Chuck's been the man. So like he's been around for a long time. He's a guy who all the great players want to play with. But you know what? That's that's someone who I I'm, I feel like I'm going to, you know, eventually become. I feel like I I want to take over and become the Chuck of the future because Chuck, you know, he's getting up there in age, but he's been the man for a long time and it's time for someone to take over. And I'm hoping I can be that man. Are you calling Chuck the Tom Brady of SoCal flag football? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> High praise from Joey De La Torre. Hey, Joey, thank you so much for calling tonight or talking to us. We definitely appreciate it. We will get back on the phone with you soon. Have a nice night, man. <laughs> Wow, Diane, high praise from Joey, like I was just saying a second ago. Calling Chuck pretty much the Tom Brady, but calling him old? Oh, my aching back. Oh, well, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think he made a good point about Chuck being around for a long time, and that's really not a bad person to want to be when you grow up. (laughs) That's very, very true. You know, a lot of people know Dream Team. A lot of people know who Chuck Lozano is, and... Uh, you know, obviously the, the dream team themselves this weekend, uh, to transition off of the ducks, looks like they came in, they beat the rebellion by three points, but then they, it looks like they forfeited to the Raptors. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, you know, the rain, you know, it was a wild weekend in Downey, um, the rain. Yeah. And so you can see that in the film and, you know, I think some teams just decided this week that it wasn't going to happen for them. Yeah, you know what, and we've seen the Dream Team, um, you know, necess- take a loss for forfeit before, and it doesn't necessarily phase them, you know, in the long run because they ultimately are going to come into playoffs hot, and we know that. Uh, but the Raptors pick up an easy victory there, and uh, you know, it's surprising that they would do that. But at the same time, it's like you said, you don't want to get hurt, and and the rain is tough, and and especially for a veteran team like that, they decide to take a, a game off. You know, usually tough league is uh, opposed to you forfeiting games, 
and it's something that they're pretty strict on. But it seems as if, you know, if it's in the middle of the season and you just don't have enough guys, I mean, it seems like it's, it, 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 it can be let slide. Um, but we definitely don't want to see that too often. And, and hopefully the dream team is good to go and, and healthy. Um, but we will, uh, I'm sure we'll see them back next week. The Raptors though, pick up a big win against the program 51 to 44. What a game that was. We saw the best of both teams and Mark Hernandez was out there doing his thing. This Raptors team looks good. Yeah. I mean, I think the addition of Clarence Wallace, um, is big for them. You know, they were already a good team, but, you know, I said it in the first podcast, they could use more athleticism, and that's exactly what they're getting with Clarence Wallace. Yeah. I mean, the the Raptors have found – I mean, he – coming onto this squad, Mark Hernandez has a weapon in him. and But the one biggest thing with Mark Hernandez, in, in addition to having, you know, his main guy in Joey Burnell, he's got such a plethora of talent around him and guys that can just catch the ball. Uh, you know, he doesn't need to necessarily go big or go deep all the time. And he really knows how to spread it around. And you, you have what nine different players with touchdown receptions on this team, including Mark Hernandez himself actually caught one, but I'm assuming on a lateral, but it's, this team works really, really well together. Uh, I think that they're going to go far. Um, are we calling it now? I mean, only two teams out of Downey are going to make it to the, um, final round and you have the Raptors, the Dream Team, and the Ducks. Yeah, and you could also make an argument that, you know, um, the Rebellion could pick up some steam Can you? Um, as, the, Can you? as the season goes on. Um, you know, actually, the, the Black Panthers are looking better and better. Um, and like I've said before, Downey is just stacked. And so... You know, some someone is going to be pushed out of the playoffs who, you know, really could be a playoff team um, anywhere else. And so I don't envy, you know, the, the group of teams that are in Downey right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, before we get into some of the rest of these Titan games uh, and before we make our way over to the, the Spartan division, uh, first of all, we want to shout out Van Eyes who did not get to play this weekend due to a rainout. Um, you know, that, that field is not, uh, they're not playing on turf. And so when the rain comes and, and it's, it, it makes it so you essentially you can't play. Uh, and, and at this point they were rained out. And so they did not play this weekend. Uh, so I want to talk about this though. Diane has come up with a power ranking. Yeah, I did put together 10 Wacchio top five. Uh, this week and so I'm just gonna go through um, starting with five you know Steven can let me know what he thinks where he agrees and disagrees with me Um, but I'm gonna go right into it and so starting at number five I am going bold and putting black ops at number five Eh. you know they had a rough weekend this past week they dropped two games um, and it's funny, you know, as soon as the second loss happened, I had certain players kind of turn to me and they said, can this change the narrative um, of the podcast now? And so I understand that they started their first game against um, against the Chosen with only five folks. Um, they did have enough to play in their second game, um, but... You know, that's the risk that you're always going to take with a team where so many people are coming up from San Diego. True. Um, And I think that's why, you know, you know, I put them down at five right now. And hopefully, 
you know, they can start getting it together. Um, you know, we saw a different team week, you know, this week than they did the first week where we were super hot on them. Right. Um, and so right now, you know, I, I have them at number five with room to go up. Um, I, I'll ask you this real quick before we move on to number four. You, you know, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, people coming up from San Diego and the risks that they take and, you know, all this stuff. But don't you think that the Black Ops, when they have a full squad, they're probably number one, maybe number two? Yeah, I mean. And don't you think that the full squad is going to show up in the playoffs? Well, and here's the thing. You know, we this is something I'm hoping to do on a weekly basis. And so, it can change. you know, this isn't to say if the playoffs were right now, this right. is who would win. No, of course. And so, I'm, no, I'll hold you to it. Okay, this must be the top. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Who's number four? Okay, number four. I have the Raptors right now. They had a strong week this week. Um, you know, they've um, put on a good showing. Of you know, they added Clarence Wallace, like I've mentioned, um, and they just look like a team with so much chemistry. Um, I mentioned how Mark Hernandez is one of the best two-way quarterbacks in the league. Um, and so right now I'm, I'm respecting them. I'm putting them in the fourth spot until, you know, they give us a reason to, um, you know, put them otherwise. Okay. I, 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 that one I agree with. I'm good with that one. Go okay. On. So number three, another controversial uh, pick. I have the dream team right now. And I know how stacked they are. I know um, Chuck Lozano is, you know, one of the best, if not the best QB in Tough League. Um, but, you know, like we've talked about, you can't be taking forfeits. It's true. Uh, it's true. In the regular season and expect to be ranked number one for the week. Yeah. Um, no. And so this is definitely a team that, you know, if coming into the playoffs, you know, I would definitely think about putting them number one. Uh, but this week, you know, they let the rain get the best of them. And yeah. so I have them at number three. I'll, I'm going to just stop you right here. Um, this team with Chuck Lozano, if they were to show up to the field with all 12 guys that they have on their roster, not only do they have their core players, Kali Kunitomo, Daniel Delahousse, Eric Avia, Lester Thomas, Chuck Lozano, Jeff Lopez, Eric Russell, they have some major, 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 major players. One player that they have on their roster that doesn't look like he's actually done any work this season or been on the field at all. And if he hopefully will show up the rest of the season so he's eligible for playoffs, is number six. And that is James Calhoun. And we know him to be one of the best football players, not just flag football players, but one of the best football players in Tough League. Obviously, like you said, your list can change from week to week. But does the addition of a player of that caliber to a veteran squad like that, I mean, do you think that anybody in in tough nation would be able to stop this team if they had that roster on the field well we definitely you know have to judge the team that we have on the field yes, right true. now yeah okay i mean there's no denying how talented uh, james calhoun is um but we haven't seen him yet true you know and true. so um we won't know how he's going to affect the team until we see him. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we can talk down the line, you know, when he gets eligible for playoffs. But right now, um, you know, I can't take that into account. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, you, so far, recap, you got Dream Team at three. You got Raptors at four. You got Black Ops at five. 
All right. And so for the top two spots, you know, this was really tough. You know, I really could have gone with the Ducks and the Chosen as 1A, 1B. But what's the point in having a top five if you can't (laughs) choose between the top two teams uh, right now? And so right now I have the Ducks as my number one team and Chosen as number two. And as evenly matched as I see them, you know, I was really looking at the fact that, um, you know, they both got signature wins this past weekend. Um, You know, they both played Black Ops and took them out. Um, But right now, you know, what I was looking at is the fact that, you know, the Chosen took on that Black Ops team starting with five people for the first 10 minutes of the first half. They went up 24-0. Um, but once Black Ops got their sixth and seventh, you know, players, they marched right back into it and had a chance to tie right at the end. Um, and I have to give Chosen credit for making the big plays at the end when they counted. Um, but, you know, it's a little concerning to let a team come back from a 24-point deficit. Right. Whereas the Ducks... You know, they took on Black Ops with momentum in the sense that they, you know, kind of mounted and almost successfully completed this comeback. Um, And so they weathered that storm in the beginning. And then as the game... No pun intended, by the way. (laughs) And then as the game was, uh, you know, kind of going into clutch time, that is when the Ducks really um, showed up and did work and, you know, sort of uh, widened that gap. And they just looked like the stronger team and so that's why i have the ducks as my number one chosen yeah. definitely has an argument for being number one as well but for the purposes of this ranking it's one and two all right so i want to i want to talk about this real quick you know you have the ducks and chosen this these teams are so close together each of these teams have only allowed 111 points in four games so i mean when you really break that down in four games, these teams have allowed 27, almost 28 points a game, right? Now, the two teams that you have at 3 and 5, Dream Team and Black Ops, regardless of their bad showings this weekend, essentially, those two teams have allowed the least points each in the Titan division. And so these two teams, regardless of the Black Ops playing two full games this weekend and only rocking with six guys, seven guys at the most, you know, they're still allowing less than 25 points a game. And I think it shows how good that they can be. But going back to the Ducks and Chosen 1 and 2, I think the Ducks have more firepower. And coming from what Joey was saying with uh, Porky and Wences, those two guys are a huge, huge difference maker for any team. Having a rush like that, a pass rush like that, can do work for your team and really put you in a really good position to have good field position and be able to put pressure on the other quarterbacks into making mistakes. And so I think that's the difference for me between those two teams. They both have super high-powered offenses, but that pass rush of the Ducks is dangerous. And and I agree with those two rankings being one and two. Not necessarily those two teams being in the one and two spot, uh, but as far as if you were to pit them up against each other, Ducks and Chosen, I would give Ducks the edge right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be a barn burner this weekend. I am so excited to see this game between them. Yeah, me too. It's it's going to be good. It, it The game itself 
can't, not enough can be said about that matchup. If you have an opportunity, if you're in Mid City, go check out that game in particular. Uh, you know what? Let's pull up the time for that right now. So next week we have the Ducks and the Chosen playing in Mid City at Jackie Robinson Stadium. We talk about it all the time. Uh, the time for that game is going to be 8 p.m. So if you have an opportunity, you can make it out. Go watch that game at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be good. Well, and remember to wear three layers because Rancho Cienega is the coldest place in L.A. <laughs> was it that cold this weekend? It was pretty bad. I was. I wanted three pairs of socks and I already had two on. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully if Diane's out there again, she's staying warm. Uh, let's transition. This podcast is already going way long, but <laughs> let's let's transition. Let's go over to Spartan. Let's talk about that. You know, we could go into all these games. The recaps of all of the games are out on Facebook. If you guys don't know it already, you can go out. You can watch the recaps. You can watch the top 10 plays. You can see all of that. You can see all the scores, stats, everything on the Tough League page. I liked this power rankings idea. Let's keep it going. Let's do power rankings for Spartan. And then we have a special Spartan player to end the podcast with. Let's let's start with this. Let's rock it. What, what are your power rankings? Let's start with five for the Spartan division. Okay, and unlike Titan, we do have three conferences to draw teams out of. And True. so we do have Van Nuys, Downey, and uh, Mid-City. So at number five, I am going to put the Slayers. They're, uh, I believe they're four and zero right now. Yep. Um, and you know they are the new look Slayers. You know you can tell that they are enjoying playing together. The chemistry between quarterback Chris Wilkins and in part, you know, with Keith Coleman and Ronnie Bullocks in particular, you know, it's really really fun to see. Yeah. Um, you know, you can tell that they have a lot of pride in the group that Josh Galindo put together. Yep. Um, but, you know, we're going to need to see more from them this season. Um, you know, they have a game coming up later in the regular season against the Swordfish. And so that's really an opportunity for them to get a signature win. Um, but at this point, they haven't really played good competition. And we're really looking at the fact that, you know, they got knocked out. Yeah, basically in the first round of the playoffs last season. And so, you know, they're they're coming in, you know, with sort of a cloud yeah. because, you know, they had such high expectations last season and then got knocked out. And you can tell that they're um, taking the season very seriously and putting in the work to be a top team. But, you know, until they grab that signature win, I'm going to keep them at five. You know, it's it's crazy to me the way that we talk about tough league and the way that we talk about these flag football teams oh they're taking it super serious they want to be a top team they want to do this tough league gives you that and you know it, i i'm just still in awe about that um i don't know what made me think about that but just listening to you talk about it with the um you know with the passion that the slayers have and what they show on the field you know these guys really want to win and uh one thing that shows for them you know Granted, again, they're not playing the toughest competition and they're not the lowest points against, but four games in, they're 4-0. They've only allowed 15 points a game while dropping 169 points in the process. 
that's stupid. Um, now, granted, it's not as good as your number one team, which we'll get into, but the Slayers are, are looking like they're ready to take on the rest of the Spartan division. Let's let's jump into number four. Who do you got? Well, and before I move into that, I will tell the Slayers that I am willing to negotiate a spot in exchange for one of their sweet Welcome to Slayville uh, team sweatshirts. You know, what? they are... The best, you know, dressed team out there. They have the reversible jerseys. Each side of the reversible jersey is hot. Um, Plus the sweatshirts and the custom flags. They look good right now. Whoa. Diane dropping a bomb on me. Not only is she dropping the fact that the Slayers have sweatshirts labeled Welcome to Slayville. She's also indicating that she would take bribes to move up the power rankings list. I don't know how I feel about that, but let's move on. Let's go to number four. All right. So at number four, um, I have the chaos. Um, You know, obviously there is a comparison to be made with chaos and Goonies, who I'll get to later. Um, But, you know, with a Titan team playing in Spartan, you're automatically going to get a spot you know, in the top five. Um, we almost have to, even though yeah. we've only played two games. But I felt like the two games we've seen them play so far, um, they haven't really been blowing out the competition. Like, honestly, I feel like they should. Yeah, I mean, their their point differentials show that. You have the Slayers with a point differential of 109 in four games. So you drop that down to two games. That's still a 55-point differential. And then you look at the Goonies and Chaos, 37 and 19 for two games. I mean, it's it, like you said, you're not blowing out the competition like you should be. A Titan team coming into Spartan should be winning like the damn uh, Phantoms in Vegas are winning, 108 <laughs> to 0. Which, and, another fiasco. you know, we'll talk about that on the Vegas podcast if any of you are interested Ugh. in that. Uh, so right now I have Chaos at number four. Obviously, there's room for them to move up the rankings. But just judging from the two games we've seen from them so far... Um, number three, I've got the swordfish, and <laughs> and you know they are perennial favorites. You know I think that they feel like because they have sustained a level of excellence for so long, we sort of gloss over them a lot and basically say, oh, you know the swordfish are good. Um, but it's been a few seasons since they won anything. Yeah, exactly, and they are just flush with talent. You know, they lay claim to a number of players that you could put in the top 10 in Spartan, mm-hmm. um, including Morris Greco, Matt Pang, um, you know, and I do want to give a shout out to Zach Donahoe, um, who actually is second on the team in receptions this season, um, surprisingly enough. And he also actually anchors that defense. Um, you know, the reason why I don't have them ranked higher is because, you know, just based on what I've seen, they've let other teams sort of get in their head. They get into their own head. Um, and they really should be, um, you know, they don't look as good as they, they should right now. And that's not to say that they don't look good. But with the team that they have, 1 through 12, they should be dominating more, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I will go out on a limb and, and, and say that... Uh, I don't necessarily think that they should be dominating more because they're in a division that's actually pretty tough with some of the competition. Um, I do think, based on who they've played, they should definitely be dominating more. 
but it's like you said, they get in their own heads, and we've seen that from you know, even though Jonathan Caker runs a tight ship with his squad, we can we we've talked about it before. He gets frustrated. He gets you know uh, a little antsy on the sideline when defense is rocking, and you know this team. They have to make sure they don't implode when the big game comes. Um, we've seen him do it. We've seen him get to the mountaintop. Uh, we've seen that whole team, you know, do some crazy work. I think three, I think they're going to be a little pissed off they weren't two or maybe <laughs> one. But I, I think three is a good spot for them, you know, before the podcast little, uh, what, what do they call it, you know, behind the curtain look. You know, Diane and I were talking. Uh, she had her power ranking set. For the Titan Division, Spartan, however, was a little bit tougher, and we actually went through that together. And so we came up with the the actual ranking of these teams together. And I do agree with her. The Swordfish at three is the spot. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, they can prove me wrong. Um, but at number two, um, I've got the Goonies, and the reason why I have them there is watching the film. Their offense looks spectacular right now. It is too easy for Alex Baryun, um, you know, with his receivers, including Tommy Ruiz, um, Elijah Burmel squirt is doing work out there. And so it just looks like it's too easy for them to score right now. Mm. Um, and so that was the main difference to me between them and chaos is really, you know, how smoothly they're, you know, they're playing right now. Mm. And so, you know, we know that it's probably going to be Goonies and Chaos coming out of uh, Van Nuys. You'd but, have to imagine. Yeah, but to me, the way that uh, the the way that the Goonies offense looks is, you know, is, is impressive. You know, they're not playing against amazing competition, but really, no one is. <laughs> That's um, true. And so, you know, in terms of the game film, it just looks too easy for them. Yeah, you know, the Goonies in particular, I, I really thought that this team, you know, even with the Chaos, and I know Chaos lost some of their players, but I felt like when I saw that the Goonies and the Chaos and the Bombers were going to be playing in Spartan, I immediately thought, okay, well, the Goonies are winning Van Eyes. I mean, that was just my thought, and I think it holds true. Now, granted, we've only had two games of action. We had uh, the Super Bowl, and then we had a rainout, and so and Van Nuys didn't play week one, you know, so they... They're a little behind right now. They're two weeks behind the rest of the uh, Los Angeles League. And so they got some work to do to catch up. But I think that the Goonies squad is primed to make a Spartan Cup run. I don't know if that's what they had in their plans as a team. But you know what? Take the opportunity as it comes. Take a season to train and, and prove that not only are you you know worthy to be in Titan, but you can dominate every other Spartan team. That you know comes in your path. We'll see if that holds true, and we'll see if they can do it. But that only leaves one spot left, and I think we all know who it's going to be. I don't think anyone is surprised to see that the Bears are number one right now. Um, yeah, you know when we spoke, um, you know we spoke to Tristan Fontaine a few weeks ago, and you know this is a team that he would feel comfortable taking to Titan. And, if they can stay together. Yeah, and you can it it pairs out in you know the the point differential they're at um 82 points right now. Allowed. Oh, sorry, 82 points allowed, but the point differential is 218 points. They are beating teams by more than 50 points a game. What is happening right now? Hey, 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 what 
is going on here? What the hell is going on in Tough League? We had an 80-0 win for the Bears this weekend. And then over in Vegas, we kind of teased it a second ago. We're going to talk about it on the Vegas podcast. But the Phantoms beat a team 108-0. You had two games in Tough League combined for a score of 188-0. I mean, it Uh, either speaks to how good the Bears are right now or... How bad their opponent was. How bad their opponents are. So, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. I mean, Blue Fire, unfortunate, but oof. But Tristan Fontaine is on his way to, you know, obviously a personal best. Yeah. um, And could potentially, you know, be heading towards, you know, flirting with season records. Well, he's at 35 passing touchdowns at the moment. Um, You know, they've played five games. And so, you know, if that's really his pace, they've got three games to go. He could put up 56 touchdowns. Uh, you know, that's insane. Not only that, but the team has six defensive touchdowns. Granted, five of them came against the Blue Fire. So, you know, I don't really count that all that much. Uh, but the team as a whole is playing very, very well together. They have 19 interceptions and 13 sacks. This is what this is to me. This is Wild Boys numbers of Spartan. For the, as long as as far as the defensive side of things go, now again I can't speak to it if it's really the level of competition they're playing. But again, we've talked about it. These five teams, I kind of see them as being leaps and bounds ahead of their competition in this entire you know division. And and these five teams are going to be the five teams that are playing for the Spartan Cup. You know, maybe one other. Who is it going to be? I don't know. Um, it's probably it has to be another team from from Downey. I I, I don't. I can't call who it's going to be. Maybe Brigade? I, I don't know. Well, and I actually wanted to highlight a team that I see as potentially sneaking their way in. The Mud Dogs? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. we'll see. But I did want to highlight the Vice out of Mid-City. And okay. so, you know, um, I wanted to mention this earlier, but the Hooligans franchise in Titan um, disbanded. Mm-hmm. And so that made some of those players available. Um, to other teams. And so Adam Adamazaga was playing with Black Ops uh, this past weekend, but the Vice picked up Matt Cephalou and Cody Luera. They were they played with them before. Yeah, and but in terms of the weapons that Vice has now, um, you know, with DJ Scott, who, you know, is in the debate for, um, you know, the most athletic uh, receiver in Tough League. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Brett Lockett, who uh, rumors are played uh, safety for the New England Patriots. Rumors. <laughs> but, um, you know, Hunter Mandel looked really good um, in the first week of the season. Um, they blew out the Gladiators this past weekend. Yeah. And, you know, for Vice, they really could be a contender. Um, and there's no excuse for them not to be contenders as long as Alex Phillips limits his mistakes. Do you see a quarter, quarterback controversy between Alex Phillips and Cody Luera? Um, I don't think that that's really a discussion okay. within that team right now. Um, but if you know the Vice are going to make a run in the playoffs, if they're going to make the playoffs, um, Alex Phillips has to understand that he can't 
throw dumb interceptions, throwing the ball away. She said dumb interceptions. She called them stupid. <laughs> and, and you know, mind you, I love Alex Phillips. I've played with him a lot. Um, <laughs> but in, in Tough League, you have to be a good game manager, especially if your roster is this talented. Matt mm. Seflu is, you know, he was a good safety in Titan. He's going to be an even better one um, in Spartan. DJ Scott, like I mentioned before, he just does everything. Um, and so this team really could be sleepers. So I'm going to pull back the curtain one more time. I'm gonna We're going to recap these power rankings. We were going to get someone else on the phone, but I think what we're going to do, and, and we're discussing this live on air, I think I want to save uh, our guest for next week. Um, as it gets closer to the end of the season, I want to see what his team does and see if they uh, stay where they're at in the power rankings, if they can stay undefeated. I want to see how that transpires. Um, and I want to give him another week and, and see what he can do. Uh, before we bring him on, it is going to be a good interview when we do get him on. It's going to be exciting. Um, and uh, I think that we will hold off for just one more week. So I want to do this. Let's uh, recap your power rankings. I'm going to have you read them out one through five, and uh, and then we'll close out the podcast for tonight. All right. Just to recap our power rankings for Spartan this week. Number five, we've got the Slayers. Number four, we've got Chaos. Number three, the Swordfish. Number two, the Goonies. And sitting at the top this week, and we'll see if they hold on to it, the Bears. We are going back to hashtag Bear Country. Tough League is just getting started. We are getting into the thick of things. Hopefully Van Eyes will give us some action this week to talk about. Hopefully there's not too much rain out there. But the Tough Talk podcast will never get rained out. And uh, we will be back next Wednesday. So make sure you tune in for this edition of the Tough Talk podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by my co-host, Miss Diane Tanwakio. We are out. Hey, everybody. We're going on a bear hunt. Are you afraid? We're going on a bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt. Take pictures with my camera. Take pictures with my camera.